What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Your Buffalo podcast. This is your host, Ravikant, a.k.a. The Buffalo Intellectual. And, um, well, I didn't want to do another movie-centric, cinema-centric episode, but, like, you know, uh, Bollywood is a gift that gives, keeps on giving. And uh, uh, we spoke about uh, Animal uh, as a cultural phenomenon, not really the movie thing, but, like, as a cultural phenomenon in the previous episode uh, with the amazing Dr. Ritisha, and she kind of, like, unpacked the psychoanalysis and the the cultural, uh, uh, you know, uh, issues uh, around uh, a film like that. And, like, you know, uh, it was a great conversation because, like, I come from, like, a sociology background and she comes from, like, a psychology background. And uh, that that episode, like, you know, uh, did quite well. But, like, the movie that I really wanted to also speak about was this thing which has come out on Netflix uh, which is this film called uh, The Archies, you know, um, the iconic American uh, uh, white, is it fair to call it white? Yeah, white cultural phenomenon um, from like half a century ago, which was adapted into a, a, a film by uh, set in India on the Anglo-Indian community by uh, Bollywood's most original filmmaker, Zoya Akhtar, who has never ever plagiarized anything or any idea or likeness of any real person, especially not uh, Yashika Dutt ever. So uh, that amazing filmmaker and her team kind of came together, Zoya Akhtar did, uh, to make uh, Archies. And Archies has quite the stellar star cast, um, features uh, uh, Gauri Khan, uh, the daughter of Shah Rukh Khan, um, there is uh, Sri Devi's da- younger daughter. There is Amitabh Bachchan's uh, grandson, or whatever, like you know, and a whole bunch of really rich Savarna kids, uh, musicians, artists, all kinds of uh, young talent in that film. And um, it 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 also became a cultural moment in a very different way. Whereas Animal uh, continues to polarize its viewers, people are uh, like, it. Con- it's a film which continues to make money and simultaneously get trashed um, on social media. It's creating an extremely polarizing uh, uh, kind of a, a reception. But Archie's actually, there is no polarizing. It has created a fairly unified response of pure hatred and utter rejection uh, everybody like you know even before the film came out was making fun of it the dialogues the music the aesthetics the the cinematography all of the stuff has been like kind of like universally panned and made fun of but 
uh, I was very interested because this is a film which on paper should not fail. Okay, it should not fail. In many ways, it reflects exactly the kind of uh, uh, cultural moment that uh, a lot of the Savarna Gen Z is uh, kind of creating. So I was very interested in looking at Archie's as a cultural moment. Again, not as a film review, but to kind of unpack it as a cultural moment. And I wanted to do it with somebody who has a sharp eye on cultural trends, you know, uh, who for like, you know, a, a uh, as a job or as a, as a personal interest uh, kind of uh, keeps a very close watch on, on which way, especially the, the cultural uh, uh, trends, consumption patterns and politics of uh, youth. And when I say youth, I mean like Savarna Gen Z youth because um, non-elite Gen Z youth is basically like, you know, poor small town uh, teenagers who are like, you know, trying to write the banking entrance exam or uh, railway entrance exam or working in Manrega sites or, you know, doing petty jobs. This is not about them. This is clearly about a particular cohort within the Savarna, uh, within the Gen Z, which is elite Savarnas, English-speaking Savarnas. It's not a surprise the film was platformed on Netflix and like launched as a streaming thing um, instead of like, you know, like a popular wider release as such. So uh, I wanted to kind of like get someone in like that. Like I already, uh, like I do a lot of that. So it was my, I wanted to have like a conversation rather than just like bark into, you know, my mic at night and just like, you know, go uh, yell at stuff. Because uh, so, so, um, you know, like I thought who I could bring in and um, I could not think of anybody else who's like uh, better at this than um, Rohita. She works uh, at a very high level with uh, uh, content uh, producing platforms, which are looking at uh, culture very closely. She's uh, been part of uh, very interesting projects and um, as a person like you know she has a very interesting way of breaking some of these uh, trends down so I thought like you know it would be really good to kind of uh, speak to her about this uh, you know in the in that sense and how see how she sees this and I was also interested in seeing how our conversation kind of blends in i i did not know going in uh whether like you know we'd both agree or we'd be it would be more like a, a kind of a contrast but uh in the end i think it was a it was a very interesting conversation with its nice rhythm um i'm recording the introduction uh afterwards uh and uh so it was a conversation i really liked Please listen to it. Let me know what you think about the archified Savarna Gen Z, you know, like this archification of Gen Z, which is a project which is happening every day on influencers, Netflix, uh, Ashoka University and places like that. Um, and it's a commentary on that. So um, 
without further ado i'm going to wrap up this kind of an introduction and we jump straight into the conversation in 3 2 all right is it recording yeah it says there's a red thing there and now we have with us um one of our sharpest cultural commentators uh survivor of a unnamed college which uh, uh brutalizes uh, young talent and uh, breaks their spirit uh certainly couldn't do that to her and we are glad for that uh she uh, writes uh, at the swaddle she is known for uh some very interesting cultural insight and most importantly she's here because i'm done yelling at gen z by myself and i thought like you know maybe i'm going crazy so let's get let's get a sensible person in here and um, you know validate some of these ideas or contest some of these ideas i have so thank you for uh, coming to the mind your buffalo podcast uh, rohita applause 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 all right yeah. welcome to the show uh-huh. rohita Thank First, you. I I, I feel to... like I'm needed in life. You feel like you what? Sorry, I was just I feel like I've made it in life because I listen to your podcast. I've heard you on Anurag minus Varma. Now you're calling me on this thing. So it feels like a kaun banega karodpati moment. <laughs> so thanks for having me. And what, for that what a great kind fall, you know, this has like you used to listen to Anurag minus Varma which is a legit podcast. and then like you you came into this this hack show that is mind your buffalo and now you're actually happy people avoid my podcast you know like i i'll message them uh, mm-hmm. uh, and i'm like hey do you want to do this and they'll be like ah mm, yeah we'll get back you know i have to literally hound people <laughs> like you know and call them in and you wanted it to get here okay i hope your like you know uh, your mental well-being is fine um though like you know we, we know how how probably that is clearly not in the right spirit but speaking of mental well being in the not being in the right space not spirit right space um there's a movie which came out recently uh which resonated with a lot of people uh in that in in strange ways like it has already launched a thousand memes and uh so on and so forth and creed kick started this old debate on nepo babies again you know and uh we are obviously talking about the archies movie by directed by a completely original lever plagiarized anything from anyone ever ever uh director zoya akhtar um so first question like have you seen this thing that pretends to be a movie sitting on netflix I have seen it. Yes. Um I'm confused what happened here. Um it's very strange. And can I can I actually launch into like a relatively long story about where I'm coming from when I'm like thinking about this movie? Um it involves like me talking about actually like who I am, like my social location. So I I come from a uh, community you've already by the way given Mark. more context than zoya akhtar okay you've already given more context to the story you're going to tell than zoya akhtar before she launched this on us so let us hear your context sorry to interrupt you go for it yeah so okay. 
you were going to give us a context and a long backstory uh, which i think everybody mm. should if they're starting to talk about archies because otherwise like doubts about mm. our mental sanity uh, will be raised so please go ahead <laughs> yeah for sure um no so it's like how i i'm like thinking of this movie is very much informed by where i'm coming from in the first place so like to go all the way back i don't mean to make this about myself but in general um i come from a community called the kapus in andhra they are a dominant caste uh, community one of the one of the three like main oppressor caste um shudra communities so in that sense while growing up it was like materially comfortable i'm i was like materially very secure emotionally fine everything okay like i and i don't mean to make make this like this ananya pande my father never went on coffee with current moment but i'm just saying like um i was fine i was fine growing up but then uh, culturally is where i started noticing this like dissonance and incongruity because i grew up in chennai i went to a school where the kids were all like primarily banya uh, like rich banya kids and rich like tamil brahmin kids um and they were the ones who defined culture in a way and i distinctly remember in 6th in 6th grade i even remember where, what happened and when it happened but realizing that i needed to start listening to english music um you know because it was not cool to listen to hindi music or like for telugu it's like forget about it you know you can't even um and then so i started i cultivated this taste and then suddenly in 11th and 12th um it became cool again to reclaim like uh bollywood music and tamil mass music and stuff like that again like it was the same kids who defined what cool was earlier defined it again and it it was just this like in hindsight i feel like this whole idea of culture and who creates it and who defines it has a lot to do with also aesthetics and and everything right like um aesthetics and taste and so when i watch something like the archies and if someone asks me for my opinion i can't exactly put my finger on what i have an issue with because it's so difficult to articulate the fact that this is something you can't resonate with and you feel so alienated from because it's not a culture that you had any role in creating or participating in at all it, it's it's a very like top down elite savarna culture imposed on everybody and 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 you are supposed to interpret it as art and you're supposed to take it seriously as art um and then if you criticize it in any way you kind of like dismissed as not kind of knowing what you're talking about this is like film and this is how aesthetics are and um it doesn't necessarily mean that even the archies should or any film for that matter should cater to every single lived experience as so what i'm saying at all like i would love to see a very nuanced and really fun delicious portrayal of like of that straight up of like upper like savarna elite culture but this was not that this was very instagramified and this was very it was just aesthetic like what was on offer was just aesthetic and an aesthetic that you have no role in creating at all you know so it's not like anyone can emulate that and it's 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 very specific so the the conversation we're having about this movie is also very like um the the 
terms of the conversation are such that you can't even express something like this you can't even say because technically you can be asked hey yeah what's the problem if it's looking nice if it's a pretty movie but then how do you question what pretty or aesthetics even mean in this context like and who creates that like and especially when that's the only thing that the movie is offering because i saw it and it was like there was nothing else like it was just very pretty that's it no yeah. that's very interesting because uh, i like how you kind of also referred to this idea of a loss of vocabulary right um mm-hmm. i have a very similar kind of take, take on it in the sense um when people when this film was even just a poster it was not a film <clears throat> when this project yeah, yeah. was just announced uh, almost immediately people started like you know uh laughing about it and like making jokes about it right um yeah what i am always very keen to kind of figure out is what's the punchline what's the joke right like i i yeah. try humor humor is a great way of figuring out a lot of this right and you can't put a finger on it actually like you said in the sense what's funny okay like yeah. yes these are rich people they are kind of you know having a cotton candy life but so what but you know which part exactly is funny is um difficult for me yeah. to kind of get at because i think uh, you articulated very well it's a culture that we had no role in creating i'm very familiar yeah. with uh, kapu culture and uh, kapu kamma and you know the the whole uh, uh, reddy uh, sphere yeah. and uh, it's very interesting because uh, uh, if you look at uh, this kind of a landed agrarian obc culture yeah. you know these communities um, in the telangana region andhra region it is this uh, you go to the north it's the jats and the yadavs and the kulmis and patidars in gujarat and these communities are very interesting in the sense like uh, they have agrarian power they have wealth in a lot of cases um but yeah. the experience that you described uh in your school like you know where you said that uh they are the ones who are defining culture right yeah. uh it's very interesting for me uh because this is a uniformly across in the experience and uh, yeah. uh unlike the uh uh scheduled caste communities which have like found a very massive vocabulary of assertion in ambedkarite politics mm-hmm. uh these communities uh actually don't have this and you yeah. find this struggle you know it's like a fish out of water you know and i would find yeah. sometimes these uh, uh obc agrarian community students uh in my college and like they would be just completely unaware of what yeah. the cultural yardsticks are right um yeah. you also did a, a, a fascinating article with the amazing uh, divya kandikari on telugu cinema and cast and everything is uh, i remember reading it it was fascinating article and uh, maybe sometime like you know uh, divya can also come in like yeah. talk about it but like uh, can you can you refer to that a little bit in terms of culture and in terms of something that is familiar and then maybe like 
connected to like you know because you did try to make a connection between caste and you know identity in that sense so as somebody who's grown out of the telugu speaking grown out of the telugu speaking world like how does how, how do i understand that like or how does somebody else understand that it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I think that's actually a really relevant question to ask in this moment because... Given the fact that Telugu cinema and like Telugu culture is experiencing this pan-India moment right now, um, and like predominantly Telugu directors, Telugu actors, um, all of them are the ones who are who are making this big push towards encompassing the whole country and wow. and making making movies for everybody, like the like universalist type of cinema and. Paradoxically, I don't know, like in some sense, the more they try to do that, the more they try to assimilate with Bollywood, the 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 more they're kind of losing the specificity from which they came. Because a lot of Telugu cinema is is so factional, is so driven by factionalism um, among the various castes. Like there are these dynasties who come from um, different caste uh, background says the Chiranjeevi family who comes from the Kapu community and then there's the NTR family who comes and actually every other dynasty comes from the Kamma family um, but and there's like this huge rivalry between them and so their films are very rooted in that kind of like caste chauvinism and pride um, and then suddenly we're, we're in this moment now with RRR where uh, these two dynasties came together uh, cross caste and suddenly there was no there wasn't as much symbolism and as much um reference as many references to you know like caste pride and like the individual heroes glorification for their caste usually you see a lot of self referentialism in telugu cinema where they talk about their fathers and their dynasties and their like there's a lot of pride but in arara it was like it moved way beyond that and 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 there's this moment on the one hand on the other hand bollywood bollywood is experiencing this crisis where they're, they're not knowing what to do exactly there's all of the saffronization politics there's the nepotism uh fallout there's the post sushant singh rajput uh suicide fallout everything has kind of coalesced in and thrown bollywood into this tailspin and so obviously like the uh, the next big industry the one with so much muscle and power has taken over has become this pan india phenomenon and bollywood is i don't know kind of stuck in this existential crisis like everything that's a theater release is becoming more mass as a result because you want to compete with uh, tollywood 
in one sense and be more pan india in that way and on the in, on the other hand you want to retain your like your elitism and your your class cinema as they call it uh, there's this divide right that film critics make between class and mass cinema which is essentially like the multiplex movie and the single screen theater sort of experience and um yeah so yeah cheese is like sorry sorry continue i was just going to say the class cinema is just getting more and more entrenched into that vibe to the extent that it becomes like it transcends that altogether it's like instagram cinema so it's like on the one hand you have animal which is like closer to this sort of territory and then there's archies which is like completely so it's like the the spectrum itself is just like it there's more polarization in that sense at least that's how i've been seeing it um play out right no i uh first of all like you know i have absolutely no respect for what film critics say anybody who identifies themselves as a film critic uh because that's yeah. what the world needs you know one more film critic in that sense um film critic yeah. as a as a cultural commentary thing died out with i think the french new wave i don't think we've had film criticism you know all the last great film critics became filmmakers you know around that period yeah. of time and that's that's it you know um but yeah. like there is like a small group of people who i i i, I truly it's one of those cultural phenomenons i don't understand like what is the cultural currency in being a film critic like who cares what you think about a movie you know like why should 50000 people know know that but uh, i think one of the uh, uh you know and and big, in in indian cinema especially as somebody who also teaches a lot of communication theory um in culture studies like i think one of the biggest damaging legacies of these people have been has been the fact that they've created these strange constructs you know like mass cinema and art cinema which i have always historically seen as just two versions of brahmin cinema you know Uh, yeah, yeah. historically cinema is just good cinema or bad cinema but they were making all of these nfdc government funded films which were really yeah. bad in quality if you go back and see them they have terrible sound design terrible editing yeah. and therefore audiences couldn't sit through it so in typical brahmin fashion they were like oh that, no these are not bad films audiences are just too stupid so we the we mm. call them art cinema you know and that that's what that was you know and in yeah. many ways bollywood's current crisis the way at least i read it is emergent from that like you've had 20 years of filmmakers who resent their audiences um yeah you know these are all filmmakers if you meet them at a party or for a coffee or something they'll they'll all be like oh i want to make breaking bad or something like that then make it no you 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 who's stopping you the problem is that mm. they all think that they have to dump down their cinema mm. right and the audience is yeah. stupid so they're trying yeah. to create this strange mixture of films which yeah. they are really stupid and mediocre but they think they are very talented they're trying to dump it down so it's like mm. it's it's something something strange is happening in that yeah. industry and in the process they completely lost connect with the masses and i think yeah. the telugu industry and like a lot of the regional film industries are very still closely related to the mass right so yeah. i see that happening like they know who they're making that film for 
you know and therefore yeah. their stories work their treatment works and uh, so on but like when you see a film like archies you know the question that i have is who is this film for actually because i will try yeah. to like you know again i haven't seen the movie i refuse to see these films and you know uh, is that but like uh, from what i do understand zoya has maybe tried to play with a metaphor of like you know instead of using muslims she's used anglo indians and this idea of belonging to a territory and they she she's tried to incept some of those politics without you know making it uh you yeah. know overt uh and you know casting pakistani actors and things so so i'm guessing there is some level of those politics at play credit where it is due if that's what she is trying and maybe i'm giving her too much credit who knows but like who is this film for actually you know why does netflix india greenlight this project like what what do you think the pitch was and like as somebody who is part of like you know uh uh commissioning processes and like has an insight into how some of these things work right because i'm an academic like what do you think the pitch was okay like this is the film and what's the audience and things like that do you think they came out to make a film which is a meme no i think it was a very sincere attempt to make something which they felt would resonate to like the instagram gen z sort of crowd because the thing is instagram has kind of created this monoculture among like a particular demographic of de- gen z uh, people where it's like the aesthetic is very homogenous the language is very homogenous the accent the stylization the everything is just very very homogenous in a way where you can't ex- again you can't put your finger on it but it's there and archies as like as an idea lends itself beautifully to that because i mean it's one big costume party like it's you can wear these really cute um cute outfits and you can um i don't know like the cinematography you can put it all through like this filter sort of sepia like that aesthetic visually the pastel shades the colors the i mean it's it's very it's a very visual film and i think that's what they set out to make it it's for people who live and yeah discourse on instagram and who who just are so, here so what and, do you and, think they got wrong then because um if anything, they, they, what 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 go sorry sorry to interrupt what did you say yeah i don't i don't think they got because if that's the movie they wanted to make then i don't think that they got anything wrong because it was a pretty like a nice like a pretty movie with like a plot it's not i don't know if it was claiming to be anything more than that it's just my bigger issue with it is why was it made and why why are we centering this particular demographic and why is this aesthetic supposed to be the like those are my issues with it but as such i don't feel like it failed to do anything in fact it succeeded at doing what i think it was supposed to do all along which is just to make a 2 hour long reel you know like it it just felt very like that very nice to consume like superficially 
so what do you think that while they were making it like uh, or at the pitch state or when they set out to do it there must have been an idea of how it would be received right and mm-hmm. i agree with you i think they made it all, in all sincerity otherwise they're geniuses they're like let's make a film so bad that it's good you know <laughs> i don't think that's what they were trying to do they made a film in all earnestness but if you go to instagram you know in a way it's been banned it's been uh shared for all the reasons that would give them nightmares actually you know like they've made yeah. fun of all the people and their treatment and their tonality and the costumes and the accent all of those things which they got exactly like how they wanted to has had the complete flip so that's why i'm asking you in the sense like what do you think they got wrong i mean i agree with you this was a tonality this was exactly the film they wanted to make so that part they got completely yeah. right but on its reception what they thought it how it would be received uh why do you think that has happened i feel like maybe they underestimated the like public moment like they misread the moment in a way because there is a yes there is a lot of um resentment and backlash about nepo babies and all of that but it was kind of like this exceptionalism feeling right where these nepo babies are not going to be like as atta- like it's sharuk's daughter it's amitabh bachchan's grandson shri devi's daughter these are all legendary like their their yeah like their parents or grandparents are legendary like our legends in indian cinema so i don't know it maybe there was a sense of exceptionalism there was something else going on there but i also feel like on the part of people reacting to this movie in that particular way i i find it a bit strange and even a bit hypocritical because um the act, the the characters in the film and everything they sounded exactly like every influencer on instagram does right now they sound exactly like that and they look exactly like that and if the influencers have millions of followers and they have a dedicated fa- fan base and following then what exactly is the difference between them and the whole premise of this film it was just as if like you wanted some kind of bait and everyone it was easy like nepo babies are an easy bait now it's it's actually kind of a boring conversation to be honest at this point because everything is nepotism like everything inheritance is nepotism nepotism is not a thing you can point at and and say that that is nepotism and then exclude yourself from it so yeah i mean people just took this conversation and it's easy it's memeable it's fun it's whatever but i think there's a really like bigger introspection due about influencer culture and about like instagram culture in general because i don't see this very different from anything else on instagram to well, be honest that's a, that's a great point actually cuz i think there has been some kind of a misdirection because uh you're right all the influencers do look like that even this new film right what was that khoya khoya chando kahin kho gaye hum or something something kahi kho gaye hai something like which has ananya pande and uh, that sidhan chaturvedi and he's a stand up comic and she's an influencer and you can clearly see the wheels in their head and they are like okay um influencers are coming to cans and we are taking films into the influence so they are coming into our world we are going into their world 
So I see some of that happening definitely organically. But in the sense, there has been a bit of a misdirection because the exact same, like you rightly pointed out, millions of people who follow those influencers, right, have yeah. rejected the movie or the its aesthetics, yeah. right? And uh, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of the big influencers, by the way, make fun of the movie. They, they, they've yeah, stayed exactly. away largely because uh, wisely. Yeah. And so, you know, they haven't promoted it. They haven't pushed it, pushed back at it. But that is also very revealing as a sense of a moment. And um, also when we talk about Nepo babies and children like, you know, exceptionalism, it's interesting because when you're talking about Telugu cinema, you were talking about dynasties, right? Mm-hmm. And Bollywood dynasties are not a, a new thing. You know, the Kapoor's famously have been around forever. Um, the other folks have tried, uh, you know, the Anand's tried, Devanand and all of that. Uh, uh, almost everybody, Dharmendra is there, the, that family. So, you know, this idea that, you know, generationally people will take up the Abhishek Bachchan was around for like lots of, ta- lots of years. He's still around, like, you know, he'll do a movie. He'll do my podcast if I ask him. He's that jobless, right? So uh, this, this has been around. So like this idea of importing this, there was an article written in the West called, so I'm very interested in these terms, right? So one article gets written with that hmm. famous image of Hollywood, uh, second generation, third generation films, fa- uh, film kids, yeah. Nepo babies. Yeah. And now it has become a term which has kind of come in here, right? But yeah. like, dynasties have always been around so what's so wrong about uh centering the whole discourse like do you think the film would have been accepted differently if instead of Rukh's daughter and Bachchan's grandson they had cast like regular influencer looking people I actually do think so because the thing with influencers a lot of them have this narrative about themselves is that they are middle class and they come from a middle class background and ethos and a lot of the content they create is also very supposed to be like quote-unquote relatable and this whole idea of relatability is what was missing in the archies and if that if the influencers were there instead of the star kids that then it would have been a completely different response because we're so fixated on everything needing to be relatable now. And that's become such a cornerstone of culture itself and what works and what doesn't and everything like that. That, I mean, just by default, no one's looking at these three kids as Archie, Betty and Veronica. They're looking at them as Suhana Khan, Kushi Kapoor and Agastya Nanda. Like you can't separate their real life identities from their characters. And so there was no chance that this movie was going to ever be received any in any way except for how it has been right now which is this like oh resentment because you feel this gaping distance between yourself and them not realizing that there is no like you call yourself middle class but actually you're not the middle class you're like like the one like five to one percent already like you know so there's no sense also of scale of where exactly it is that you belong in the social, like socio-cultural ladder. So you feel this sense of victimhood vis-a-vis like the Nepo kids when you see them in a movie like Archie's. And that's why you're just like, I think a lot of people were just primed to dislike it for that reason. It's coming from a place of 
self victimization um we're like oh i'm middle class i can't relate to all this like it's right. not made for you to relate <laughs> no but yeah. that's very that's very funny because like this opens like a interesting conversation on privilege and caste because uh like you rightly are saying that a lot of these people are uh i would say in the top 0.2% of the country's population right um and the only way they understand deprivation is re- in a relative term right like yeah. you know uh, i get to holiday in goa you get to go to europe you know so i must be middle yeah. class right so that's how they that's how they kind of make sense of things but uh coming back like i i still want to kind of like unpack that influencer versus agastyananda or suhana khan thing right sure uh but mm-hmm. most of these influencers who are trying to do like wholesome things and like you know i gave my maid uh, domestic worker like you know a sari and yeah. now she's so happy and i gave her a makeover one day like most of these reels are like uh, big budget productions lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details with luckylandslots you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. you know they're spending yeah. 50 70000 rupees for a 15 second production um they have teams of people working for them for many of them like uh you know i saw somebody like he flew to nepal or like wherever to kind of uh record something and so when you're doing stuff like that somebody is funding it you have every second third reel is like a collaboration which means you are in touch with some digital marketing agencies you're a corporate brand yeah. right so yeah. we are also in an age where a lot of people have like that sense of very sharp understanding of what's going mm-hmm. on really so why do you think like a lot of these audience which can like astutely look at like these star kids and say oh no no you're very privileged but are somehow reassured by this yeah. narrative of a karodpati millionaire uh influencer you know saying that oh i'm so middle class and i gave some food to the person beggar on the street what's so reassuring about that because you're right that's missing in the arches i'm guessing yeah. but like what's so reassuring about it i think it's more like um lacking perspective on what is actually nepotism and what is privilege like i feel like a lot of like the whole idea of privilege itself has become such a like social media buzzword buzzword on its own so you look at someone like an influencer who is like helping out their domestic worker or whatever and and you look at 
the narrative that's built around influencers it's it's like oh they started from scratch and they came all the way here they built themselves organically from zero to a million followers whereas a nepo kid had their dad handed to them or their mom or their grandfather whatever without like it's but people take this idea of nepotism so literally it's like you if your dad is a, an actor you will also be an actor and so influencers i mean their parents there's no such thing as influencing <laughs> it's like a recent thing so you can't inherit influencing as a profession uh you just start completely completely from a blank slate and that i think feels like this narrative of rags to riches like but the but the privilege the Are the Instagram, riches being the so audience, like, you know, not the money. Like, okay, yeah, there was a yeah. day when I had less than five hundred followers, and now I have five lakh followers. Yeah. So I built something. That's very interesting. I yeah. hadn't thought about it like that. That's that's very cool. Yeah. But like, tell Because me something. Some... Yeah, yeah. Continue. Sorry, you were saying something. No, I was just saying that that is that is currency. In fact, there was this really <laughs> this really horrible show that came out on Netflix, which I watched again. uh called the social i think social currency where they basically it was like big boss for influencers they've got a lot of influ- indian influencers put them in a house and they had no to way. earn no no, no, no. it's it was beer by <laughs> tell me he was no, unfortunately no 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 but unfortunately he was not that's but, why the uh, show bought. yeah they had to put him in he should yeah, have been exactly. the big boss of this thing he should have been like salman's role like <laughs> I would have totally watched that then. Yeah, I know, I know. But they basically had to earn their up their like, you know, food, everything from food to where they sleep. Like, will they have a bed to sleep on? Everything has to be earned through the number of followers they get through a bunch of challenges. It's it's quite insane. <laughs> it's like I'm ashamed to admit that I've watched this whole thing, but right. it was so interesting to me. Social, like I think you might if you can brave it. enjoy it as a sociologist no but like <laughs> i i don't think that show is extreme enough for me i would like you know if you don't get 100 followers in the next 10 minutes you don't get oxygen you know like <laughs> that's how extreme yeah. it has to be you know we are we are taking yeah. like you put a needle in their arm and like you start taking their blood out and the rate at which the blood <laughs> is coming out of their body is dependent on how fast you can get like follow if you get followers yeah. very fast no blood is coming out if you're not then blood is coming out so you literally have to shed blood i want to see influencers bleed you know for followers count then i will take that narrative seriously you know so they, they should yeah. put me netflix if you listen to this put me on the programming committee like i have some great ideas here you know this is this is how to do it like and we'll give them everything they want like here are outfits here are puppies here are kittens like go nuts okay yeah. but we are going to take yeah. your blood you know cuz we spend money <laughs> and we want to you know what's the point otherwise no that's fascinating but uh, here's here's an interesting thing i want to kind of go back to in the earlier part of the conversation you'd said something which really kind of resonated with me which is the idea of setting what the culture is okay and i recently had this very very bizarre moment um because when i was younger um you could not like you said you for you it was telugu like you could not watch bollywood cinema it was just no yeah. like 
all the cool kids would clearly tell you if you could not say the word sharukh khan like i like sharukh khan without you being judged or like laughed at or something like that yeah. so uh, i was trying to hack my way into these savarna cultures and i very quickly realized okay i have to bury away this whole thing you know and i had a lot of internalized inferiority complex i was like okay maybe this is bad you know maybe i must upgrade and i must see better movies and all of those things and then with the flip of a coin it just flipped and now the same people who like you know would shame people for watching sharukh movies when they were young are now writing books about finding sharukh khan and things like that it's so bizarre for me how that kind of flips you know and yeah. uh, uh, this cultural power that uh, you're talking about about how the regional becomes you know uh, dismissed and then once again like rrr is a great example for that like as somebody completely dis- i watched a lot of world cinema dravidian cinema is the only cinema i don't watch okay like uh, this is my thing to all telugu and tamil and like malayali filmmakers and like you know it has its, it it's just been too crazy for me always i have always felt that it's too intense and i can't yeah. get into it like it's not simple like it's not like okay yeah. here are five films you watch something you pick a style you pick a director and go deep that's how i discovered a lot of world cinema when i was trying to kind of become a cultured person uh yeah. but like i never got really into it but my closest exposure to it was when i was doing my mba uh shivaji the boss had come out uh it was rajnikanth movie yeah. right and uh, in my batch everybody like non tamil speakers hindi speakers they were like oh you know this is fandom you know and it was it was a performance it was funny you know so we all watched mm. and i watched a tamil film in theater without subtitles it was weird like you know um, strangely the plot is very visual yeah. you can just get it like you know what's going on and so on but yeah. this idea was still very cringe you know we mm. a lot of people went to it with the idea of i'm watching cringe or this is fun we are so yeah. cool that we are kind of participating in this subversive culture right yeah. uh till something yeah. like rrr happened or like bahubali before that like rrr i remember when like white people on youtube started saying oh this is awesome you know like <laughs> not even ironically they were unironically saying this is awesome because we've seen enough of like you know these uh, aliens coming and realistic treatment of you know uh physics laws and how iron man is flying and all of that and here is a guy he's just throwing a tiger at somebody like and you're like fuck yeah this is what <laughs> cinema can be you know it's 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 liberating it's joyful so they got it and when they got it suddenly that becomes yeah transition these people are like oh yeah this is cool now right so in yeah. many ways like some of these cultural shifts how do you see that in terms of like what are the rules of setting this culture because we are not setting it we are consuming it and uh, what are the mm-hmm. rules of setting this culture like what sets it what's the what's the agenda for it because ev- everything which 
like nobody plans this but it takes shape on its own so what where do you think this is coming from hmm i don't know but i have been thinking about this one question uh, lately it came up actually in uh, in the swaddles respectfully disagree podcast as like a little aside we didn't get to explore it fully but i think it's it's relevant now to talk about um which is what exactly is the difference between rrr and rocky or rani ki prem kahani right hey, can you just <laughs> because sorry, sorry sorry you just kind of uh, hmm. uh, went in and out can you oh. just repeat that past part again right like the thing that came in yeah, your yeah, yeah. yeah from there yeah yeah so this is something that came up in uh, those waddles respectfully disagree podcast for like as an aside and we didn't get to really get into it but i thought it was i was thinking about it and i think it's relevant now which is what's exactly the difference between rrr and rocky or rani ki prem kahani right because one is celebrated and beloved and it's like yes this is the return of karan johar this is the return of the bollywood larger than life romcom uh and then rrr is also larger than life in a way that a lot of people haven't seen before it is it has a star cast it it does it it hits all the right notes but a lot of people cannot accept that they watch rrr unironically everything has to be qualified with ironic or unironic when it comes to anything outside of bollywood um you know it's like oh i unironically love rrr or unironically have watched it these many number of times and actually even i'm guilty of it because i've internalized a lot of that um but when it comes to rocky rani it's like oh wow this is amazing but um if you look at if you look at the like i they i don't know like the ideology of both films they are both very conservative they're both extremely extremely like troubling in terms of their politics like rrr for reasons that have been explored a lot and critiqued a lot by a lot of critics and filmmakers and everyone like everyone has shared on this movie like oh my god it's so hind it's like hindutva saffronized whatever 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 and karan johar that movie also like glorifies the institution of marriage it in fact gives it like a walk makeover and a redo but somehow just because the path to getting there is a little more like oh they spend some time with their future in laws before they get married and that's supposed to be like a really radical revolutionary thing and it's like this need to look for subversiveness in some things but not giving that same benefit of doubt to other things because of where they come from like their the their location like rrr a lot of telugu cinema a lot of tamil cinema like a lot of like quote unquote regional cinema is not given that same benefit of doubt because the people involved in it are not are not karan johar they and they're not like kayastha baniya brahman sort of that's not the background that's not the, the because for the longest time those are the people who are the elites who defined what elite culture is nationally and this is like regional and cringe and uh, because it's it's people who don't come who don't share the same background even though they are elite and powerful in their own way in that particular region it's like a little silo um so for the la- for anyone outside that region who is not even aware of like 
the how powerful these communities and these people are culturally in their specific region for i think for them as far as they are concerned it's like yeah these are like local they're not like they're not uh, universal enough because the universal culture has become like bollywood elite culture in 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 like the way we've grown up and seen these things and that's i think goes back to what we were talking about before we started recording this which is like poo as a character like from k3g and her reclamation and her like appreciation and love and the barbification of poo it's it comes from that it's like will you ever reclaim any character like that i mean i can't even think of a single person who has that potential because there isn't one um from like any other pop culture like a region like culturally specific um artifact you know what i mean right so i don't know it yeah no i i love that term barbification of poo because that's such <laughs> a quotable thing uh no because it's very true because in 2001 or 3 whenever k3g came out right uh, uh i forget now kabhi kuch kabhi kam when it came out there was no twitter or something like that and i'm almost certain if there was an instagram twitter culture that film would have been shat upon worse than archies because i remember mm-hmm. the reaction of the people the character of poo was universally hated was considered one of the big reasons why the film flopped and poo was not unique in the sense that just like how zoya akhtar is now trying to figure out what gen z is you have to remember early 2000s uh, mid 2000s there was all these middle aged filmmakers trying to figure out what young generation is and there was a series mm-hmm. of these characters you know of young women who would have dialogues like main modern ladki hu and modern zamane ki ladki hu or something like that like karina kapoor kapoor is not even her cringiest such attempt at character because she did a film called main prem ki diwani hu where she also oh, had yeah. another one of those characters you know which was even stranger actually um yeah i or something as recent as uh, jab tak hai jaan if you see that film yeah. with sharukh khan and uh, a young anushka kohli what do you call her now sharma kohli whatever does a sharma stop sharma. being a sharma if they marry a kohli no, sharma <laughs> is a, whatever so um she has a line in that film like i am a modern girl and you know i do sex first and then I, like there were always these mm-hmm. attempts at it and these lines never landed back then they were really cringe it didn't work right but yeah. what i am also kind of uh, like it's very interesting you you interchangeably use the words universal and indian in that sense in many ways mm-hmm. i think uh, and i make this point very often that uh, if there is an idea of india it is brahmin culture so they are in a sense universal and obcs yeah. have a huge like obc culture is there's no such thing as obc culture there's just a bunch of regional communities right uh, obc is only existing in english newspapers post election coverage 
when they write you know mm. obcs are voting for this obcs are we become like you know visible back then but in terms of yeah. cultural output simply don't have the agencies you mentioned characters like i i have seen this so much with bengali cinema you know because mm. unlike the telugu and tamil industries bengali cinema is still very brahmin dominated so they will periodically mm. bring characters from old bengali cinema mm. and like sort of yeah. romantic and i'm not just talking about ray movies i'm talking about all sorts of films you know all these legends and you yeah. know this this uh, uh intellectualization of everything which yeah. is to do with that cinema they'll write books about mm. it they'll take some old comedian like i will not, never see something like that done with even a johnny liver you know who's a dalit yeah. comedian christian comedian uh incredible uh presence you know yeah. and uh, you won't find books being written about him but characters yeah. like that brahmin characters in in bengali cinema will be you know pulled up and studied like that so this is i think a larger obc culture issue actually or uh whatever that means you know like uh, in that sense uh but very interestingly uh this idea i want to kind of go back to it you also said about uh selective subversion you know and uh, mm-hmm. i mean that's a term i wrote down but like selective subversion is a, a very interesting one because you equated rrr with rocky and rani like yeah. i refused to watch that film also like the last film i watched forced myself to watch academically because there was yeah. a period where i was like okay i am a professor i deal with young students i need to know what's happening culturally so i will brave through this the last time i did that was i watched padmavat and mm. uh, i mm. saw that movie and i was like oh it's over cinema is over it's <laughs> gone like there's no, there's no point now because there's what am i going to debate with people on padmavat right like yeah. a film like that like this there's nothing to debate on it like if you've yeah. made it and if it has entered discourse anybody talking about it is an idiot then like you know you can't you can't win from that so i just stopped watching these movies entirely after that mm. haven't missed a thing okay round 2 name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited You know, in, yeah. in 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 that sense. So, I see the trailers and the way these trailers are cut, you know exactly what the tone and the content of the film is. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you I was surprised that Rocky Rani thing kind of like was a hit cuz the mm-hmm. trailer I looked at it and I was like oh this is this is another bomb my god they have money you know but there was a very yeah. sort of interesting narrative of no this is gold this is come back yeah. and this idea that oh it's it's progressive in bits you know was constantly yeah, yeah. pitched so this idea of selective subversion like you know it's really not subversive yeah. but it kind of make and tying that to the in in influencers you know like you yeah. give that poor kid like a chocolate and like make a real out of it <laughs> and yeah that's a good deed for the day 
why do you think yeah. that is so important what do you think is it actually reassuring like when you see a film like rocky rani and and you would have friends who are probably more in like i am too old i've 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 aged out of the marriage market like i don't even go to weddings i haven't gone to one in 10 years or more than that as a policy now i am at that stage nobody even invites me right so good riddance right but so i have missed this whole thing where weddings yeah. used to be unpopular and awkward to now i'm mm. seeing reels about 20 year olds making oh this is my dream wedding and like whatever right yeah. and somewhere yeah. rocky rani is fitting in like what's this reassurance like what stops you from going full hum saath saath hai like why does it need to be subversive no i think and this is something you've written about actually like in a lot of your articles which is that this need to this need to uh claim some kind of progressive credentials while keeping the status quo intact so you don't actually like because overhauling the institution of marriage is like a mammoth gigantic impossible like enterprise so why do why that when you, you can that? say that do that why would you want to do that that is just fine why, yeah. you know yeah but yes. like no i have okay. written about it but like i don't understand it in the sense like yeah, yeah, yeah. i see what is happening i can write that but mm-hmm. i'm i'm i i am always stumped as to why it is going on like what gets into yeah. the mind of a especially a young woman in her mid 20s when she sees rocky and rani and she's like ah this is a good film like like what has just happened there like that's the kind of insight i'm kind of hoping to get from you like cuz yeah. yeah i don't yeah i don't so i don't know whether rocky or rani is a good like so i don't know when it comes to film i don't know whether it's good or bad because what does good or bad even mean i just i i can just speak for the way it's entered discourse and i have no idea about anything about film like i don't know what craft is i don't know like is it a nice movie is it well made is the whatever i don't know any of that but um this need to find something subversive in it is is i to me it feels like it's coming from this vacuum otherwise in culture where again like bollywood is dying um i mean it has seen like a little bit of a uh, resurrection but in a very different and unexpected way and this was an example of a classic old beloved bollywood coming back um not like the massy reinvented formulaic type of bollywood where you know it has to be some kind of brahmastra or uh, some huge pan india type of effort it's like the good old comfortable karan johar type of fare um but we also had this era in the middle right with buzzfeed um really like picking on these movies like in retrospect picking them apart dissecting them and being like okay what well, rahul was actually such a creep to simran in in uh, ddlj so you can't actually embrace... reviews and all of those things Yeah, exactly. so, the so such great things they have all gone on to achieve no like that's beautiful i always like this you know when i see these influencers now on instagram i always remember what a big phenomenon kanan gill and all of these people were 
like it was yeah you're you're very right they were like tearing down that whole thing and this is actually the point i wanted to kind of get into because when you now refer to a film like rocky rani ki what is that rocky rani ki kahani no an an adbhut kahani prem kahani okay boring adbhut kahani would have been much nicer but like you know this idea that this film is good old karan johar is very interesting nostalgic remembering there was never a good old karan johar he made kuch kuch hota hai which was the shit he never got yeah. that height again cuz people forget this he made k3g which yeah. back then you could use your distribution muscle and control of media to kind of bury the fact that the film hasn't really made the same cultural footprint because that was the same year i think dil chahta hai came out and like yeah you know that was the film which was like okay this is yeah. uh, left an impact then he i think yeah. mucked around tried to make some more films at one point he was trying to make my name is khan you know he was yeah. he was gone and then he you know hitched his thing to anurag kashyap remember they were like a team for a while and yeah. then he, so he's been around there's never been this great karan johar era this whole idea that he was like making these great romances which were culturally relevant is very much a savarna media remembering things and you know retroactively giving you these yeah forms right yeah. so in many ways like this is his second big film and again i don't think it's a very big cultural impact in that sense so i'm very yeah. surprised by some of these ideas like how they kind of reinvent is but you also mentioned that you know this cultural vacuum you know you're 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 a very mm. polite person i can tell you're still saying bollywood is dying like you know it is present continuous <laughs> i think it has been dead okay it is dead it is buried um you know people have stomped on it peed on it like you know built a food court over it that food court has disintegrated <laughs> all manners of stuff has happened but like you know this this cultural vacuum in many ways it kind of na- it speaks to a certain kind of end of an era you know like wh- one of the things that yeah. like i kind of anticipate and see is like this great savarna exodus you know they are all moving out no millionaire is raising his or her next generation here you know they are all yeah. setting their kids up to go abroad you can go to ashoka or yeah. wherever but you're moving abroad yeah. so in many which ways the cultural vacuum is also reflecting this idea that there is nothing new to say anymore you know for this yeah. this generation yeah. and it's gone now either it will be nostalgia but it's too recent to be nostalgia because you have to like mm-hmm. let it die for like a good 10 15 years and people have to go get away from it till they sort of bring so in many ways sharukh is i think a nostalgia creation you know again yeah. people have forgotten this guy was making harry met sejal and absolutely trashy films still they reinvented yeah. him you know as in, uh now you know teenage girls are like daddy and like like what is wrong with you <laughs> you know i grew up with him he like you know you this is this is bizarre actually you know um yeah. uh, in that sense but it's been very interesting 
this whole conversation uh we've we've clocked over an hour do you have kind of a idea where uh and like maybe like we can wrap up with this do you have an idea where this sort of an uh cultural vacuum leads to money cinematically speaking because we are definitely in a moment and uh you kind of made some very interesting points about relatability and this idea that influencers are reassuring in a way because there is a narrative of okay i built something you know like even if it yeah. is just followers and even if it's yeah. from a skewed instagram algorithm like i'm stuck at 20 25000 followers for like 2 years now right and uh, uh there are people who will dance and they will get to 2 lakh followers because it's not that that content is just organically popular is the algorithm pumps that up and um yeah. at one point i was doing this project where i was tracking about 54 handles uh, of savarna influencers yeah. and checking their blue ticks you know uh, and there were handles yeah. which were like 700 people and like followers and had blue ticks you know uh and uh, i was going to make like a whole case about it till they just changed their business model and they were like hey just pay us money we'll give you the thing which is in a way i can understand good but like you get what i'm saying like there is there is definitely a skew towards that but still these people think yeah. that they built something organically so they are you know building that so in this moment of cultural vacuum with this idea of constant relatability reassurance that indicates a certain kind of fragility you know cultural fragility mm-hmm. that like otherwise why are you feeling attacked you know in the in that sense where do you think this goes to what do you think it leads to i mean just like a wasteland <laughs> like a cultural wasteland i don't like it's because already um we're making i think the same mistakes which is to which is to platform and applaud like what seems to have the appearance of one thing which we want but because but we're actually just projecting something onto it um if reels are entertaining it's because we want them to be entertaining and not because they actually are but just because there's nothing else and there's nothing left to say like you said um so it's just like this morass of mediocrity which is just uh growing and taking over i think the internet and increasingly i don't know like they're saying the movies are back because the theaters are back and people are going to the theaters again because barbenheimer and these big event films and like like jawan pathan now animal and like whatever but for all intents and purposes there aren't too many of those moments i feel like 2023 was maybe an exceptional year in that sense but i i don't know it doesn't feel like it's uh, signaling any positive uh, trend in that sense it just feels like a burst of activity that was like an anomaly in an otherwise like dying culture with nothing to say um and we didn't even get into for example taylor swift um and like fandom and that whole, why <laughs> and do you want, why, why do you want to do that like do you do you 
not yeah, fear for your safety yeah. like are you fine yeah. like she should yeah yeah she who cannot <laughs> no that racist white woman she's never dated a black guy everybody remembers her dating history like i always ask this to swifties i was like you know okay why doesn't taylor swift date black people and then they're like mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's not by accident that she became a alt right icon cuz yeah she 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 knows exactly how to cue it without going full qanon you know that that's her, that's her sweet spot she is reassuring mm-hmm. white fragility without really queuing racism and uh, mm-hmm. also you know if you want to be a global icon and like send sell to billions of preteen girls across the world being racist doesn't help no more respect to her hustle like i i she's very hard working you know uh, you try mm-hmm. do 20 arena shows a, a month my god that's crazy you know that life but what what, what i was trying to go for is like what she kind of represents here mm. i don't think in many which way taylor swift is is indian is is something that there it's it marks a big vacuum ek to india mein we don't know how to do capitalism properly i keep i keep talking about this so yeah. there is no alternative to taylor swift in terms of pre teen girl culture what are you going to do yeah you know you can't listen to shreya yeah. ghoshal at at 16 you know i mean people used to do that but then they said it's uncool right so what else will yeah. you do and even with animal like you know i kind of want to get on like he's also from telugu land right like sandeep yeah. angareddy yeah yeah great like yeah. telugu men have this like you know reddy men they have this strange intensity like the world has wronged them i don't understand this i find it very cute yeah. like you know they they're yeah. all very intense young men they all want to be like uh when i was a kid i saw this movie with chiranjeevi like you know uh, he pulls out the chain of a bike and like he beats people oh. with it uh, i think it was shiva or something and i was like wow like, he's intense you know <laughs> he doesn't need to do that he's a hero like you know back then i thought heroes can just throw punches and beat people why why is he doing this you know it was so they're yeah. very intense but like I think Animal as a movie got a great trailer. That scene mm-hmm. with the papa papa thing between the thing, I think that sold a whole generation of young men to watch the movie. They tolerated three yeah. hours of it because of that one scene. Because yeah. I, from what I understand, that's not what the movie is actually, right? Yeah. But that scene just spoke to people like. he got something there you know this crisis of masculinity we covered it in the last podcast a little bit yeah. with uh, dr hitesha which was initially what we were supposed to do but like you know i thought it would be good to get like a psychologist perspective on it yeah uh, i kind of want to support sandeep angareddy but this guy every time i start warming up to him he goes and says and does something so stupid so egregiously irritating that i'm like oh you're an idiot okay the other yeah. side is also not my favorite but you're also an idiot right but who else will you like if you don't if you're not going to like andrew tate who is speaking to that 
you know masculine culture when you when you've attacked it and like policed it so much right w- what is my alternative there is a crisis like you know uh, i see feminists making this joke and you know like oh everybody needs all of you need like i think in the last episode dr itisha also said that like she was quoting some incident that all you boys need a hug from your dad yes mm-hmm. yes i think they do and someone needs to make that movie right so yeah. there is there is that huge vacuum but increasingly i feel that a lot of these sauranas have filled those vacuums with selected imports from white culture mm. so even the progressiveness is from their toxicity is from their otherwise what mm. the relevance of who is andrew tate why why do we discuss him in india yeah. you know yeah exactly at least taylor swift works hard she's successful woman she's you know filling arenas around the world like fine i can understand we are talking about her but like who is this guy and yeah. the fact that our cinema does not speak to this you know mm. there's no there's no cinema there's no books there's no literature there's nothing actually right and yeah. you're seeing that slow degeneration on reels where people are coming and yeah. saying that you know uh take a shit smell it it will open the pores in your brain you know you can say anything <laughs> in seconds no uh they they yeah. do you know all of these reels and people you know yeah. don't eat garlic it will rot your intestines and you say that with a smugness you know clean your teeth yeah. lakshmi will come and like you know all of those things so yeah. there is a slow descent into madness which i think uh is very entertaining now uh somebody yeah. dm me like you know it's so frustrating what do we do now i was like no now you just sit back and laugh because <laughs> the moment to do stuff is over you know um yeah. yeah interesting all right i think this was a very fascinating conversation thank you for giving me so much of your time um you and I, uh, please do uh reach out to loved ones speak to people who are supporting you cuz clearly there's something wrong with you you wanted to be on this podcast <laughs> you know that's that's a big red flag you know that's a big red flag but uh be sure yes all right thank you rohita for coming on this podcast uh it was a great to have you uh let's talk yes. more at some point uh jebi yep. have a nice evening <laughs>